Hi, I'm 2021 Why Not Cam Awards winner Chelsea Poe. I'm here to tell you about my cam studio, Treasure Cams. Treasure Cams is a performer-led webcam studio owned by queer porn star Bella Vendetta. We welcome all 21-plus models who want to earn a paycheck from home as cam performers. We're open to all body types, genders, persuasions, and presentations. You get access to our performer-only forums, monthly team meetings, as well as help with promotion and marketing. For customers, check out treasurecams.com to see all of our models, schedules, and photos. Treasurecams.com. performers pod today i am with marcus quillen i'm so excited to talk to you um welcome to the podcast first marcus hey no worries great to be here you're kind of the person kind of person who i wanted this podcast for because like most people in um, our industry we see each other so much in passing Mm. like i feel like we've been in the same room in berlin at least three or four times yeah we have talked probably three or four times but probably not more for 10 minutes at a time which is like mm-hmm. oh what are you doing what are you making when you're here so I'm really excited just to learn more about you and what you're kind of doing and where you're from sure thing yeah I mean I'm so excited to, to come on and talk to you for a bit longer this time um yeah because the, the yeah the first time uh, I actually went to the Berlin Porn Festival was when I met you and I think that was your first time there too. Um, yeah. Performing so, Focus. And it was yeah. such a great time. Like I met so many cool people just, just that first time. It was such a surprise, like how, I guess, how many people in the industry I managed to just meet and talk to and were so friendly and like hang out with and everything. Um, so yeah, that was so great. And so obviously yeah, I've kind of talked to you whenever I've seen you there since. And that's always been cool. Um, but um yeah so I guess I got started in porn like a little before that first festival so it was 2017 um and I've kind of been I'm assuming you're from the UK right yeah from the UK um so I'm based in London and yeah I'd been working in London for a little while uh, as an actor Uh, I went to drama school in London and then had an agent and did kind of a few little theater gigs Mm. and short films and stuff. Um, And yeah, I was starting to move into like modeling, um, doing a fair bit of kind of nude and fetish stuff. Um, And yeah, just kind of had always been really interested in porn and uh, was sort of on the lookout for kind of porn video shoots, I guess, rather than just Mm -hmm. the, some of the photo shoots I'd done and um yeah did a couple of content share things to start off with and the industry in the UK is super small like it's not even yeah. really an industry I it's kind of one of my bugbears actually like just the way it gets kind of called an, an industry I mean the the industry like in inverted commas anywhere I guess is super diverse in terms of like you know, it's, it's never a good idea just to talk about it as this like conglomerate thing, like mm-hmm. it's and generalize in that way. But I mean, even less so, I feel like in places where it's just, um, there's so few people 
doing stuff or at least kind of so few companies um there's been this like content share or rather not even content share but like content creator explosion mm -hmm. lately obviously which i'm sure you talked about a bunch and um yeah i guess that's a whole different thing and i'm i'm sidetracking but um oh no yeah, this that... whole this whole podcast is about sidetracking mm, so sure. any sidetrack you want to go down yeah as long I mean, as you're not directly in, as long as you're not directly insulting people but if you do directly insult people <laughs> i'm just gonna send them your way so okay. you can even go for yeah. that if you need to sure you can tweet at me yeah um, no I, I probably won't be doing that <laughs> okay okay um, just leaving the door open if you need got, to <laughs> yeah no, very few people i would want to, yeah anyway uh, <laughs> but um it's yeah it, it is super small here and so mm -hmm. it was kind of tough finding stuff um although it also had i guess meant that was the benefit of i could meet like a lot of the sort of main people i guess like pretty quickly once i started looking yeah like a day basically <laughs> yeah like one event or a couple of events that that i went to um so yeah it was it's is and was big enough i guess to at least have events like mm -hmm. even just social things as a, a kind of uk industry um based out of london at the time so i was kind of doing that but only yeah managing to kind of do a couple of content shoots um and I, at this time, I was also kind of just trying to network with people that I loved, like online people's work that I loved. Um, yeah. Who were you into at the time? So Four Chambers was a massive oh, okay. thing so, for me. So Four UK Chambers based. was around and doing stuff before 2000. Yeah. Okay. It's just so, I guess I did probably, yeah, I think I shot with them around then. And I knew they were doing stuff. I just mm. like, I don't know. I feel like so much of... Um, porn has evolved so fast in europe lately yeah mm. that i feel like i almost just view four chambers as kind of part of the whole wave of this whole like next mm. thing of like the whole yeah. experimental porn scene that kind of happened yeah i, think I guess they were, they were before it there at the start pretty much um because they were yeah part of the well i found them through tumblr um, oh yeah and mm -hmm. that was a big part i think of them kind of starting up and ballooning um through patreon and stuff um but it was that was already kind of starting to end i think in yeah. terms of like patreon kicking people off um and tumblr as well just the general sex worker purge of like i don't know 2018 to current <laughs> um yeah everywhere and yeah then that was they were a huge inspiration i kind of they were one of the first kind of uh companies or like projects that i saw and and sort of thought like wow i could kind of do something like this or like bring something to this kind of style maybe as mm -hmm. a kind of performer and actor because i as i said been doing acting and, and just was super into all different performance styles like dance and film and and just mm. all kinds of stuff and i was like wow this yeah this this is such a cool thing like i I guess I was sort of less hesitant thinking about that kind of style um, as like a new performer mm -hmm. than maybe some other stuff because I was a bit, I guess, a little bit clueless about like how to get into porn, of course, as everyone is. Yeah, definitely. Start and like, uh, yeah, again, it's like I now have sort of a bugbear with that that whole idea of like there's this thing that is getting into porn and then you're in it and then it, and like it's not obviously that simple and it's it's 
it's a whole journey and yeah it's it's complicated but um yeah i i at the time i kind of thought like oh wow this is a kind of like art project that i'm sort of used to yeah. like applying for as an actor um and so i was i was super interested in that um and also kind of uh i was getting into like erica lust stuff um mm. and seeing kind of all the different styles of film i guess that that they were doing um with X confessions um and the different guest directors and yeah just sort of seeing a lot of people in those films that kind of i knew from other stuff like including four chambers and kind of i starting to see that there was this little scene i guess of people that uh, yeah then was lucky enough to meet a yeah. lot of at, in berlin because a lot of it was like based around berlin or barcelona and europe in general um or people that would visit there like yourself included and yeah so, i mean it really changed the whole scape of porn like people talk about like the energy that was in um the sf bay area during queer porn mm. when it first started when the um king Carmory was still here when trouble films and crash pad we were both like at our like kind of peak of just mm. constantly doing stuff and people are moving here and i feel like after tumblr kind of had the whole purge everything just shifted to berlin and mm. i feel like i don't know if it has the same feeling in um the uk but it feels like Berlin having that porn presence grew throughout like the continent essentially so now everyone has a porn film festival essentially and there's a porn collective in nearly every country in Europe at least western Europe now do you feel like it was a direct influence from Berlin uh I think so probably because the London porn film festival uh which happened in 2017 for the first mm -hmm. time was like directly kind of connected I think to Berlin or inspired by um very much so at least and had a lot of the same films and I actually went to that one before Berlin that year because it was on beforehand and it was just when I was kind of getting into stuff Where, um, were you at the after party for that no so I just oh, went... okay oh were you there I we didn't meet then but yeah I um... oh I, I had a screening in London the same yeah. night for some reason as the film festival. Oh, so everyone wow. from both screenings went to this party. Yeah. And it was at like this church and it was like a sex party. Oh but God. like also like, wow. So I was getting spanked by somebody and then I like looked over and I was like, oh, someone's like doing drugs in the corner. And then I look closer. I'm like, no, it's just Jizzly eating a salad. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I'm like, oh, ages. How's it going? Oh no, I'm so sad I didn't meet you then, or Jizz even until yeah later in Berlin. But yeah, um, it was. I met Bishop Black there the first time, which was so cool, and we've met a bunch since. Um, and Pandora Blake as well. Yeah. Um, who I've worked with a bunch since, and they're it was so just, amazing. It was a really cool like first thing, I guess, in like porn beyond the UK. Um, and yeah it, it was ah oh, that party sounds awesome I, I kind of wish like <laughs> I'd known about it at least it seems like a yeah kind of legendary it, thing like it, it was it was that you much. hear about especially as in a church I want to know where this church is now so can be hired for kink, to, kinky to stuff. The setting <laughs> um so it's my first time overseas so yeah. I got like a super cheap flight and I didn't know anything about London so I stayed in Hayes wow. which is crazy 
like it's Haze. so far. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that. Yeah, I've not. Heard it's of that. like it's like next to Wembley. It's like time. next to Wembley, essentially. Oh, okay. So it's like way out there. So I took like an hour and a half train ride in. And then we went to the pub after the screening and then we didn't know where the party was. So we buzzed on like a wrong door mm. and then someone threw a bottle of piss at us. Oh, God. And like then we're like, oh, Why? this party's at a church. And then it's just like, wow. Yeah. A queer sex party at a church. It was very yeah. strange. I mean, I kind of. Yeah, I I definitely wish that festival was was still around. It had to kind of close down. Yeah, um, the last the, few the, years a lot happened. The, but I mean that that does make it like extra cool that like you were there and I was kind of there and this yeah these <laughs> folk folkloric kind of indie porn scene things happen. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> amazing. I feel like that's what it's all about. Like yeah, for having sure. those moments. <clears throat> yeah, so that was really cool. They managed to get it on at least for like that one year and then the year after it was at a different location and really got shut nearly got shut down before it even happened that yeah. year because of these like really horrific kind of anti-sex turf people um of course it's the uk making trouble yeah <laughs> um but they managed to get it on again then which was so cool um and i managed to show a film that year and there was a different energy and like it was a bit bigger even by then like I mean, Berlin was growing massively, I think, at the time, yeah. too. Like, that year um, in Berlin, it was, like, crazy. You couldn't even get into, like, screenings and stuff to see your own films. Um, yeah, that's and... definitely how it was um, in 20, hmm. 2019 as well. Like, yeah. my biggest stress last time I was in Berlin was, oh, you can't get tickets to your own screenings. I'm just like, isn't yeah, that the point just... to have the filmmakers here? Yeah, it got so huge, and I, I didn't go in 2019, but even 2018, I remember, yeah, it seemed like they'd kind of outgrown that venue, which is a shame, because yeah. it's like the oldest cinema in Berlin or something, right? Oh, in um, all of Germany. Oh, wow. Which is, I don't know how yeah. that's it, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really interested to see what it'll be like this year, because I'll probably go again, um, finally, after missing yeah, a few years, partly Same. because of COVID, but um yeah it should be super interesting um but yeah where was my story getting started I guess um yeah was, just being was that year and yeah going to events and stuff um and yeah a bunch of people online I'd kind of followed and chatted a bit with were like oh you're going to Berlin you're going to Berlin and I had sort of heard of it and seen that it was this this huge thing like for the European scene, especially Berlin Porn Festival. So I was like, oh, I'd love to go. Um, but like, I don't, you know, I wasn't making my own films at this point really. Mm -hmm. And you hadn't done a lot of work. So I didn't really know people. I just, yeah, had chatted in passing people online and stuff. Um, so I was like, ah, should I do it? it? I guess would be like this kind of, I don't know, risky, like sort of work expense thing slash time dump if I go and like no one talks to me and I hate it or something but, um, <laughs> yeah I, I felt I, that my first year I'm like what if no one will talk to me and no one yeah. cares but like yeah it was the opposite it was so cool I was so glad I went like on my own um even just um yeah managed to get a cheap Airbnb and like see Berlin for the first time while doing that which was like just 
a really cool, I guess, yeah, intro to yeah. that whole scene. And at that, it was that week really that made me want to start Thousand Faces. Um, and yeah, just getting inspired by all the awesome work that was being shown and the diversity of it um, and the people I, I was meeting and just managing to chat to like just so easily it was kind of mind-blowing yeah. how like accessible a lot of the people seemed who I'd seen in these films that like looked so amazing and groundbreaking or like highly kind of produced and stuff that I don't know in my kind of naive brain at the time was just like wow these people are like movie stars like yeah um I I would say like porn stars I guess but I sort of have another bugbear with that term as well which we could go into if just <laughs> it's just ridiculous kind of these days anyway from like 90% of people but yeah anyway I was just like these are awesome people like artists movie stars whatever um and they were just like they're hanging out in the cinema um or the bar or whatever in Berlin yeah. and would kind of, would some would like say hi to me because they recognized me from, from online and, and I was like wow it's <laughs> nuts and I was obviously doing the same or like recognizing people and seeing how I could like manage to talk to them and um yeah it was it was just way kind of I don't know more chill than I expected and then yeah next year it was even bigger and and it, it was a bit more tricky in those respects so I was kind of glad I got in there when I did the year before and yeah because it was just it was just a bit more kind of extra and stressful and stuff the, the next year but um yeah by that point I kind of met a bunch of people got some cool contacts and yeah done a bit more work talked to more people online and everything and yeah just tried to kind of keep it going um with what I was trying to do and um yeah here I am I guess like five years <laughs> later nearly um still going and yeah trying to grow with my own films with thousand faces mostly producing and directing and stuff um yeah i'm performing as well i mean that's so rad i just feel like berlin that festival is so different than so many other things in the porn world like obviously <clears throat> like in the states our award shows it's basically like going to any other award show where this, there's the red carpet, there's all the security. So it's not like mm. you can just go up to a porn star and be like, oh, hey, unless you're like another porn person in the same section and all that stuff. Yeah. Where Berlin, it really feels like a music festival because you're hanging out with all the other people, whether you work together or not. Like mm. it's I feel like at the end of Berlin, like it's ultimately going to be, you know, you all these major performers just hang out in the back of a club somewhere you know just like mm. smoking and like drinking and just whatever like that's the weird thing about berlin i think because it's so just different than any other adult industry thing like you really have three separate groups of people there you have the performers who are going to show their films shoot a mm. bunch you have people who are going to literally see movies every single day from noon until midnight like there's mm. people that do that and fill out their entire thing. And they're like, I have to see as many, as much porn as possible. <laughs> yeah. And there's people there just for the party who are just there to party every single night. And it's just like a real, I think, true festival where it's not just, oh, it's just a porn thing. Like there's so many people there for so many reasons. I feel like it's part of kind of like the whole European festival tradition. Like we don't really have that in the States. Like we have a few music festivals, but it's not really a, 
normalized thing to be like, oh, I'm going to go to a city for an event and just kind of get lost in it. Yeah, it's definitely like a film festival rather than an awards show, even though they they have the the awards or, or a couple awards, I think at least. But um, yeah, the the whole aspect of just kind of the, the social aspect, I guess, yeah, that you just outlined is is so great and everyone just kind of connecting and, and learning from each other too, whether it's like who's good to work for or, or you know, what just setting up like your own shoots and, and content share stuff while you're there or like yeah. some other time like when when are you in my city blah 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 um and yeah also meet, meeting like the filmmakers themselves even if they're not performers and just being like hey how do I shoot a movie like how you know can I make something like what you did on my phone or whatever and how do yeah. I do that um and that kind of really helped me out that first time I went there of just being able to do that um and kind of yeah getting advice and stuff and then being really inspired to, to just do it and yeah um and go for it and uh yeah it helped a lot um and so yeah I think it's it's such a valuable thing I'm so excited to go back um yeah yeah I'm it's... hoping we have a similar thing kind of grow here in the UK now we have Uncensored Festival which is different to the yeah the old london porn film festival um different people but actually has government funding um which is oh that's amazing um and kind of ironic considering it was like part of the government i guess at least in theory with the council shutting it down before and just trying to ban like kink clubs now in certain areas and and obviously the all the age verification rules they keep trying to bring in and stuff like foster sister uk version blah 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 it's all nuts um yeah just just don't trust i don't <clears> trust <throat> any western government like right. i can't i'm just like the track records for both the us uk netherlands france germany it's all so bad that i'm just like bracing for whatever's gonna happen with porn yeah i feel like our government or at least like the arts council is like weirdly good at funding kind of lgbtq plus stuff um and kind of i guess marginalized like narratives um of all kinds like it's pretty it it has a pretty good kind of i guess progressive history um which isn't perfect but that i think that that the people behind Uncensored really must have like played into that or at least just you know <laughs> were were lucky or or just yeah good at yeah had promote, the right promoting pitch. um what they were doing because it is all, all those things as well obviously just like Berlin and a lot of these other European festivals they're not just trying to be like film festivals or not just a porn festival or it's it's all about showing diversity of work and and sex and people and um I think yeah that it's really great and there's not a lot of other places or events even yeah uh that do that um you know some of these films you see like that you can't even get them online anywhere um you know a lot of them wouldn't even be allowed by you know certain websites and platforms with yeah. all their restric- restrictions and or even on anyone's own website because of mastercard and visa and and all that um and their rules so yeah it's it's amazing 
that there are places still to to see that work and bring those people together with with others that might might not otherwise get the chance to and stuff yeah i just think it's so great that it seems like it's growing now like it feels like every year there's more and more festivals popping up throughout the world Hmm. like there's a um porn film festival in istanbul this year there's a lot more yeah there's a lot more screenings happening in like um south america and i feel like even throughout europe it's starting to get more and more just like in countries you wouldn't really assume like there's a festival happening in Belgium right now. I know there's mm. um, stuff happening in Austria. I had a screening in Slovenia a few years ago. So I feel like it's definitely oh, wow. starting to grow out nice. of more than just like, <clears throat> you know, the UK, Germany, and like an occasional one somewhere else. So I think that gives me hope at least for kind of the future of porn, especially like experimental and art porn. Do you feel like it's going to continue growing or did you feel like it's kind of retracting a bit because of the pandemic? No, I think it is growing and and like yeah, even now, sort of tail end of the pandemic, um it seems crossed. like well yeah, <laughs> I keep saying that I guess, but um yeah, even now there are new ones still, like there's one in Warsaw, Poland this year for the first time. Um, yeah. And uh yeah, a lot of them managed to keep going throughout the pandemic, like they stayed online. Um yeah still managed to actually kind of basically screen stuff as a festival um a lot of them through pink label which is is so great um and i think without 30 screenings last year which is like a normal amount of screenings it's like there was a global pandemic going on but it still has happened which is just so kind of surreal yeah and vienna and austria like you said is is yeah doing super well now um and they have their own like streaming platform to go with it as well Mm -hmm. which is a really cool thing like i hope we kind of see more of that like that this stuff brings rise to like more platforms and places that can just pay people for their work rather than just like show their films um and yeah maybe pay them like a small screening <laughs> fee or something which yeah, is cool that would be like, very nice um because yeah that was that was part of my um or a big part of my like ignorance kind of starting out and and even being at Berlin that first time and like wanting to make my own work but not really even knowing how to monetize it at the time or kind of thinking it was a bit outside the sort of niches that were established at the time like many vids and only fans and mm-hmm. um I yeah hadn't really discovered pink label and and that was another cool thing I discovered at that festival but because like there isn't really another platform like it or there wasn't at the time where you can mm-hmm. kind of kind of sh- have your films on there like monetized as like yeah. a collective or as a studio or however you want to kind of market it or identify and um that's been like so helpful um since basically and, and vienna do something similar now with art house vienna um and there's a bunch of other platforms springing up um which i think is is really cool and yeah that is then not all going to be great is going to be a range like you know people trying to emulate only fans and other kind of clip store platforms and with that go to go with that kind of content boom um but there are also yeah these other ones are a bit more alternative in terms of yeah just their kind of marketing and and also how they kind of engage with <clears throat> creators and and 
people in that way. Yeah, so it's, I feel, yeah. I feel like there's such a difference between, I think it's starting to change in the United States, but I feel like porn is such an art movement in the UK and just Europe as a whole, where mm. that's where people are taking it from. I think until the last three years in the United States, it was still porn's for money. That's why you do it. It's for this, this, and this. Hmm. I think that there are platforms now that you can have art porn on there and not just have it be, okay, I need to make a three-minute jerk-off scene for someone. Hmm. Like, I just think that there's more platforms and festivals that there's actually space for this now. I think it just really evolved porn as a whole because even in the States now, at awards shows like AVN, it's the more artistic porn that's winning and getting nominated for awards. I think what happened in Europe has just changed so much about porn, you know? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it still, I guess, feels like its own kind of niche to me right now, even though, it, you know, even within that, it's super kind of diverse and and complex with the different aspects. Like, um, but yeah, it is separate, I think, S- still to I guess yeah porn as a business um in the most part and yeah there are kind of things that that make money that are kind of with within that scene or like straddling it like Mm -hmm. Erica Lust stuff um and I guess four chambers um and but it's yeah it's not a whole lot I think the majority is yeah as you say not about money and like not necessarily i don't think it's intentionally so all the time like and like the you know it's fine to make want to make money from your porn and um yeah you know or at least break even which <laughs> i don't think a lot of people realize how hard it is <laughs> that's to, a win to do that. that's a win whenever you release a movie and you hit the break even point yeah it's always so nice it's... you're like wow exactly wasn't a failure <laughs> I know right um and it's yeah and I think I've been thinking about it a lot really just the difference and I guess it's not just about something some types of born selling and some not or you know some better than others and, and maybe it's partly that but it's also just the way people operate as like businesses or just as creators um and yeah it's it's tough and but it's it's kind of cool i guess that there's this huge like business niche that's opened up of like content creation mm-hmm. people using stuff like only fans uh to kind of monetize themselves and actually like you know sometimes make a lot of money and yeah you know depending on on a lot of things and it's obviously not as easy as a lot of people think but um that kind of didn't exist before to definitely you needed a studio even with like clip stores online and stuff that you could use to sell stuff it just it wasn't wasn't quite the same thing it Mm -hmm. didn't have the same i guess engagement potential or whatever but for whatever reason yeah that that became this this huge niche and it but and that and that is cool and and it's weird now that that kind of gets considered a lot as like part of like the porn industry in terms of, I guess, what people think of as the industry, mm-hmm. which is, you know, more mainstream seeming stuff or, you know, stuff that makes money. Um, 
when actually it probably has way more in common with yeah the the kind of artsy scene we've been talking about like yeah. to do with berlin and festivals and stuff because it is just basically creators doing their own thing doing what they want even if they are you know using a bunch of mainstream tropes or or like just th doing a lot of things that sell because they're you know making a living then um it also has this yeah massive creative potential and, and a lot of people lean into that and get like huge followings from it as well just from you know doing really creative stuff in their like three minute jerk off videos or you know yeah. amazing cosplay or comedy or whatever it is um that you never really get to do with most studios at least yeah um, i think the really cool stuff's being made outside of studio porn now i think it's really about the performer director model that those are the people who are really doing the innovative stuff i feel like Studio porn, I think with the rise of minivids, OnlyFans, different streaming sites like Pink Label, Hot Movies, you can go down the list basically, mm -hmm. that there's just so much that you can do outside of the studio model. And I just feel like the studio model is just going to keep getting weaker and weaker. And that's kind of my hope for the industry. I think it being as decentralized as possible and getting rid of the gatekeepers, it's what really gives me hope for the future of porn. Yeah, and I hope it changes the studio model as well. I think it has already somewhat, but I think it can, like, you know, positively influence that because, I mean, you already have Erica Lust basically building a business on, like, getting uh, guest directors, basically, and guest producers, like, to kind of, yeah, do the work, basically, and and make this creative stuff that is i guess yeah more personal to them than it would be if it was just kind of this company i guess making all the decisions and hiring people to make their vision like again and again um which is i guess the more traditional studio model um so yeah i think that would be awesome if more companies could do that like you know hire kind of more individual creators to kind of make their own thing, but be, you know, collaborating just in terms of, yeah, enabling that, like licensing their work or, you know, funding their, their shoots um, and then um, showing it online. And uh, yeah, just that, I guess, has more in common than with the individual content creator model in a way, even if, yeah, someone is, kind of guest directing something and hiring other people for it like it's I guess big budget content creation almost like that's what I love to see when you kind of know you see something and you know it's like kind of this one person's vision or, or a couple of people um and they've they've had help with crew and and costs and whatever but just to make it a bit more I guess like professional or just or more like just more like it's great to see <laughs> stuff that you yeah because i love kind of highly produced stuff um yeah who like are some of your favorite directors and i guess the art porn world right now so i mean i love four chambers as i said vex actually yeah. doing amazing things with that still like it always has yeah um, it's just truly like the coolest stuff it's like, kind of it's on its own level yeah it's like um, i did a scene for them and i got it back and it looked like a nine inch nails video and i'm like this is so freaking cool yeah exactly um and 
yeah, I just did a, a cool scene for Poppy Cox, um, who's really great. Uh, I've seen a few of their things for Erica Lust. Um, and uh, Poppy Cox or Poppy Sanchez? Poppy Cox. Oh, I love, really? I actually love Poppy Sanchez's stuff as well. Oh, um, cool. I didn't know Poppy Cox was still. Yeah, so I just knew them as a performer, but um, they've directed a couple of things, um, at least the things that I've seen that are. The... What, what Poppy Cox is it? Because I think there are <clears throat> multiple Poppy Cox in porn. Maybe. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of. Uh, Poppy Cox, who is American or Canadian, I'm, I'm not sure, but living in Berlin, oh, um, okay. I think. And yeah, they performed a couple of things for Eric Lust and have, yes, Femme. And oh, okay. guest directed a couple of things now um, as well. Um, yeah, and it's just, they have cool ideas. Like one film was about all about body hair um, and kind of, almost fetishizing but also normalizing that uh in performers in a really cool way and then this latest film was about like furniture fetish fornophilia um where like a bunch of furniture turns into naked bodies and this cool like (laughs) dance scene and orgy and yeah it's great yeah that that sounds about right (laughs) yeah poppy sanchez is is an awesome director as well yeah a bunch of, of her stuff yeah I love them. They're so great. I'm so glad. Yeah. They're one of the first people I met in Berlin. So I'm just like, <clears throat> how are you one of the first people I met? Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, I'd love to to meet them again. I only met them that, that one time in the first, oh, really? the first Berlin Festival. I feel like a bunch of people that I still like follow their work and everything and haven't met since. I actually yeah, met at that that festival in 2017 because it, <laughs> it was a great, like, yeah, serendipitous yeah, kind of moment was... in time. Yeah, I feel the same way. I was so burnt out on porn at that point because I was I went through all the American porn bullshit where I was mm. just like, hey, can you not call trans women slurs? And they're like, Chelsea, you're a radical. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. am I? I was so burnt out. And then I felt like I hang up, hung out with people there. And then I saw fuck the fascism for the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, amazing. wait, they're I'm like, they're pissing on fascist graves and like mm-hmm. doing swastikas on like fascist graves and shit. I'm like. This is yes, the shit that I want to do. Yeah. Like that's still probably, yeah, it's still probably my favorite in the world of like mm. art porn. It's just so cool. I think working in porn and history and, you know, live action, like protest and activism, just the coolest shit in the world to me. I show yeah. everyone that stuff all the time. Like, Anyone who comes over and I talk to them about my job for a little bit, I'm like, let me show you this first. Definitely. It's like, you kind of wonder why there hasn't been so much or that much crossover before in porn. And I mean, I guess there has probably for a long Uh, time, but not, maybe not as just stuff that just hasn't been, been able to kind of be seen as as accessibly through a festival or whatever but for sure just with like berlin doing its political porn shorts like program every year showing that like that's a big part of of porn and it kind of seems obvious i guess when you think about it because like Mm -hmm. sex work and activism like always go hand in hand just you know out of necessity more than anything sadly for sure um and so of course porn will as well but 
you know also just i feel like artistically you know obviously you have uh like political thrillers and stuff in like mainstream films so why wouldn't you have political porn even if it's not activism necessarily but yeah yeah those kind of highlighting those kind of crossovers i guess or not not even crossovers just use of different genres and tropes and stuff within the porn medium is like yeah such a cool thing and really yeah opened my eyes a lot when i was introduced to that and yeah i feel like i was saying something before yeah 2017 directors and stuff yeah so big fan of of a, a a few directors that yeah annoyingly a lot a lot of them will kind of just do a, a small number of films it will seem like for at least for the platforms that I know or can can access um because you know they're always working for different people and I guess that's you know what, what good directors do and they're going from different projects to projects not always mm. one genre or or medium um but in terms of like yeah consistent work there's four chambers obviously and there's a, a cool new kind of mini studio here in the UK called Alt Shift oh yeah um, definitely and yeah it's basically two people um who've worked for a bunch of other people before but are now making their own stuff um kind of all themselves like shot edited produced everything which is yeah really similar to what i do with thousand faces um so it's got that yeah it kind of straddles that like content creator slash studio sort of model i think um, i think they were in the same back room that we were in during all these festivals because i remember finding out about them the last um yeah the last festival yeah i think 2019 must have been the the first their first one which i was actually at now i think about it yeah because that was that's the last time i went um and yeah also they they don't shoot a whole lot because it yeah they're working on other stuff and kind of freelance in that way but still managing to kind of consistently put stuff out like I'm trying to do um and they do some really cool stuff for perform for them and um yeah we share a lot of the same kind of performers that we know and love and you know platforms that that work for for us both so kind of part of that whole scene um yeah it's it's tough to like I guess find interesting new work in that field because I think a big part of it is money and and just yeah there's I guess it's starting to they're starting to get some like mini kind of studio type things with only fans and and mm. many vids and people just doing small scale stuff but a bit bigger than just like themselves as a as a brand and just filming themselves um which is cool and i kind of have considered doing that myself like as thousand faces for a while because it's just so hard to kind of have your own website um or even just yeah break even by kind of appearing on these other platforms as like a studio mm. um but yeah it's it's 
it's just so nuanced, I guess, in who who your customers are and or you know the reach you have, and just also just time and money is is always so tough to like manage in terms of oh is it worth it joining this other platform or okay what percentage do they take and yeah you know, I mean, I'm just one person or maybe taken. two people <laughs> trying to it's that's yeah such a big part of the part of the job and I guess also that, are you in London yeah yeah I'm in San Francisco so we live in like two of the most expensive cities on top of it so I know right super high overhead <laughs> which adds to the fun of everything yeah and so I guess that's why I'm I'm so interested in kind of new studios and platforms that crop up mm. because it's like okay to do that you basically need to have investment or like yeah whether it's either self-funded or, mm-hmm. or kind of angel investors or whatever or, or a bigger thing like these it's it's business right like I, th- I think people often think of kind of porn as like separate maybe in the ways that some other kinds of sex work are um like i don't know i guess i'm thinking of of stripping and escorting and and stuff that's Mm -hmm. more like individual focused but like i think people often think of that as like extending to what am I trying to I say? I mean, in some ways it kind of does though, because like particularly in United States porn, porn stars are almost viewed as like mini pop stars where it's like you mm. have your career and you have to think about your career and your body and all this stuff individually, where I feel like in Europe, it's way more about the project. It's not about the individual that much. I think that's the big difference because it's about the film. It's about the studio or the production as opposed mm. to in the United States, it's so individually focused where you might be, re- be releasing eight films in a year because that's kind of what you have to do to keep up. Where I feel yeah. like in Europe, it's very much, I have one film. I want to do some festival tours with it. I want to get out. I want to make its money back. I feel like yeah. it's a little bit different. I think you're right. And I think that's partly due to necessity in terms of yeah, the smaller industry the lack of performing opportunities like yeah in order to kind of have a career or at least you know consider yourself like a professional even if you're not like making a living from it you need to be like making so much of your own work whether on OnlyFans mm-hmm. or, or other platforms because that that's the only thing that's going to keep you busy you can't really yeah. do it full-time <clears throat> maybe in like Prague or, or Budapest or, or one of these kind of growing like almost like mini porn valleys like I've heard them described like that it's kind of seen as they're, they're a lot more similar to like California than the rest of Europe yeah where it's and like studio in, porn where it's like yeah. you have an agent exactly yeah maybe those places but I've not really been or I, I don't know too much about them but and again it's, it's probably a huge um like gender divide thing as well like basically if yeah if you're super femme and conventionally attractive you could probably do it full-time in those places at least but otherwise no and but even yeah the rest of Europe it's I don't think you can can make that work full-time even if yeah you are super femme and and very conventionally attractive you you have to make most of your money yourself with your own content um and so 
I think that does actually make people yeah lean more towards creativity like when they're doing that anyway they're like mm -hmm. well I might as well sort of make it my own and or do some more yeah, interesting stuff yeah it's your stuff brand it's your content rather than, yeah, you have to only, put out in the world yeah rather than trying to seem a certain way for studios or for companies that will then hire you um which maybe there's more more opportunities to do in the states um i mean honestly there's only one city where people are making money off studio porn it's la that's yeah. it like everyone else you have to have many vids what vegas is now is people move there to do content trades so people are yeah. shooting five six times a week there and they're oh, just wow. like i moved here to be a porn performer and there's yeah. thousands of porn performers there and it's like dirt cheap to live there it's like maybe oh wow 500 pounds for like a nice apartment there because there's just unlimited space so you can have live in a luxury apartment mm. for like a thousand twelve hundred pounds something like that okay so. yeah that's interesting and yeah i kind of interested to see where this kind of boom goes of like content creation because it it does feel a bit like the wild west right now and yeah you have a lot of issues of people sort of just not kind of really knowing best practice or you know even or knowing it and just ignoring it <laughs> or, yeah and and yeah, it's all happening in the backdrop like of the pandemic STI testing and everything and yep. pandemic yeah um and so yeah that's a that's an issue here in the uk for sure because that's it's been a big boom with of people coming into uh content creation and yeah you also see these people i guess trying to then make money off other content creators by kind of saying like i don't know they'll have like their only fans page but it's it's just other people it's like people they will find and film and it's yeah oh, it's, so not, not kind of like studio but not sort of making your own stuff either it's like hmm. i'm i don't know if how big that is or if it will kind of go anywhere but it's yeah an interesting kind of idea i i guess um that because i guess yeah the, the, there must be money to be made especially somewhere like nevada if loads of people are moving there to yeah to do that it's like well i guess they will need you know camera people sometimes or they will need you know locations and all this stuff um which yeah i have seen people kind of package as like a thing to like market to content creators um which i kind of like the idea of like if it's done well like and then obviously can be done badly in terms of people will do it like basically it's just a way to get laid and i mean that's always been a thing yeah, right? like I guys mean... with cameras normally for, <laughs> you know modeling and POV shoots or whatever. Like, <clears throat> yeah so, i think yeah, it's... it's interesting I think it's really interesting in Nevada now because it's just so different because everything's accessible now. Like mm. you can shoot in 4K on an iPhone now. Yeah. So people can shoot movies are getting nominated for AVN awards and shit on their iPhone. Mm. So like all you need is basically a place to shoot, whether it's their house there, because most people can afford to have a shoot room there because rent's like nothing. Mm. Or you can get a $100 hotel room that looks great. It just feels like there, it's just now you can kind of shoot anything and just continuously be making content. And I think if I was at a different point in my life, I definitely feel like I would have done that. But I don't I think, yeah, I that. feel really, 
mm. ruining my work-life balance that I feel like <laughs> I figured out during the pandemic. Yeah, I feel similarly like there's just so many options now. Um, and that's partly what brings in so many new people mm-hmm. um, because they you know, wouldn't have considered doing it maybe with before you could do that or if they wouldn't have considered doing stuff maybe they thought they had to um, before that. Um, whereas now, yeah, they see that option, like the things you just mentioned, and they're like, cool, yeah, mm-hmm. I could do that. I'll, let's do it. That's awesome. So you get this saturation, I think, um, which we've already reached, like to some extent, especially from the pandemic, everyone's starting up and doing that and like it I guess it kind of maybe drives up standards in a way like in a capitalistic way like you know if you want to stand out you kind of have to do more than just put a camera on a tripod in a hotel room like you know as cool as that can be and some people are really great at it like it's it's never quite that easy to actually make something interesting or, or that will sell even depending on a bunch of stuff I mean it's it's so complicated i mean i guess you know some people just are naturals and because of whatever like whether the way they look or just the personality whatever they can like literally do that or not even a tripod in a hotel room they they can just do selfies like anywhere they want and just get a million likes and sell a million subscriptions and it's really fucking annoying but like (laughs) awesome for them i you know i guess like more power to them for sure um um but yeah it's it kind of makes it kind of head scratching to like see that happening and then be like okay well then why am i spending money on like cool locations and like decent camera people and like obviously it's to get the results i want um but then it doesn't sell and it's like what how is this how does this make sense compared to that person like butt on Twitter in their jeans for, that got like <laughs> 2000 likes and this, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it goes um, back to the Warhol <laughs> quote about being like, you just have to keep making art, whether people like what you're doing or not, eventually people are going to get it. And I truly believe that like, eventually you're going to have some project that people are going to really get. And you're going to be like, why do you like that so much? Like the first movie yeah. I directed, it's still screening. And I released it literally like eight years ago now. Like it screened nice. in Athens like last month. And it's just hey. like, why? Why are people still <laughs> liking this movie that I shot in my hometown with like Christmas lights? It doesn't make sense, but it's yeah, ahead of your time, I guess. Right? Someone's gonna like yeah. something you're making, even if you don't necessarily think it's your best thing. So that's kind of my whole view on art. That's just like, just keep making stuff because that's what you do. Yeah, you kind of have to, right? Like, yeah. if it's, if you love it, I mean, and I suppose, yeah, if it's too easy to make money off stuff, then you uh, maybe it makes you lose interest because you end up just doing mm-hmm. it for the money and it like sucks you in in that way and I don't know. I've seen a lot of people like quit OnlyFans because they just hate the pressure of like yeah. having to do stuff every day and people messaging them all the time and replying yeah. to them. It's like it's a whole other kind of work, even if maybe it does make more money than if if you were trying to do more ambitious stuff or even if it is easier in a way or part of it, like day to day. Yeah, it's 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 complex and tough to think of 
Yeah, I feel like living in such an expensive city <clears throat> as you also do, there's no amount of money that's going to change that much. Like, even if you are a millionaire in London or San Francisco, you probably won't be able to own your own place. You'll probably have to deal with a landlord who might raise your rent at any time. And you might have to move. Like, that's just kind of how I feel about art right now. I'm like, no matter what happens, I don't think there's any money thing that's going to fundamentally change anything if I live in this expensive of a city. I guess. I mean, that's a comforting thought. <laughs> like to think I guess yeah when I'm worrying about money like oh why do I care about that one job that pays that s- small amount like I thought I needed it but do I will it even change or you know or I thought it would make life easier but probably won't actually yeah I guess that's I mean, comforting it- in a sort of nihilist way <laughs> if someone's still in my dms in like 20 minutes offering me 150 bucks for a cam show i'm jumping all over that but on the other end of i'm like there's no amount of money that's gonna fundamentally be make me be like oh everything is fine living in this expensive of a city like it's always gonna be yeah no it is a good point and i think yeah it's relevant to what i do as well just in terms of i mean there's a bunch of stuff i've considered doing and like that i could could be doing right now with thousand faces that like I'm sure would kind of make a bit more money out of it um and you know which sounds great to me not in terms of like yay more money for me but you know like I said it'd be great to break even and that really helps yeah, if I'm you know, paying, paying people properly and and keeping things going um but like a lot of the time I sort of think, okay, well, if I did make that that extra money, like, is that actually going to make the project any better? Am I going to actually be more happy with it or, like, enjoy it anymore? And the answer often is no. It's like I can yeah. actually do what I – I can actually make the films I love, like, on a pretty small budget, um, luckily, or, you know, I wouldn't have been able to even start. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's pretty cool to think and that I can do that and and keep it going and sure might make it a bit easier I guess if it made a bit more money and if there were more platforms and just more work out there etc like all the things I complain about um but only in terms of like okay maybe I could release things a bit quicker or you know maybe I could Mm. just take some of the workload off myself and on other people and that's all all great but like it is cool to kind of remember that okay well even without any of that like I can still keep it going because I have managed it so far and I will continue to um and still be happy with it and have it be what it is like I'm super lucky that I can kind of do it as it is without cutting too many corners that I'm not comfortable cutting you know entirely Mm -hmm. so in that sense yeah it's it's cool cool to be able to do it and that's yeah again partly why I don't do more of say um only fans or like personal like content as a performer making mm. myself which I do a bit because I enjoy it um but it yeah it doesn't really sell and it probably would maybe even more so than than thousand phases stuff if I like yeah really pushed in that direction because some people do amazing at it um 
but yeah even if that had kind of been around and available when I first started I don't know how far I'd have gone down that that route because it would have been more for the money that you know yeah especially early on and that is fine and awesome that people can do that and make money and and still enjoy it or or maybe not it doesn't really matter but I don't think yeah I'd have ever enjoyed it as much even if it made a bunch of money than doing stuff like Thousand Faces um yeah so it's it's all good (laughs) yeah you have to have your heart into whatever you're doing or it just turns into work yeah exactly and it's it's tough to to remember that I guess <laughs> all the time in under capitalism. And yeah. That's basically yeah, just, the message of Yeah, or just when this. you're rewatching editing over and over again and you're like, I hate this so much. I hate this movie. Why did I shoot this? I know, I've definitely right? had moments like that. Like um I made a film in the Netherlands right before the pandemic and it took mm. me two years to edit it. Oh, Shouldn't man. have. And it's yeah. just like every time I edit it, I'm like, I hate this so much. And then when it was out, I'm like everyone's like oh yeah wow that's really great i'm just like oh but you did it and you learn from it and you know hopefully it means it won't that won't happen again um oh it's going to it's fine probably it's fine but i feel like that's you can anticipate all the issues but yeah that's part of my creative process i feel like it's um like when i first get it it's like a brand new fruit that's all perfect and then it like I start editing I'm like oh wow this is great and then it starts to like rot a little bit and then at some point it becomes back to the normal fruit again and I'm like wow I love this Mm. so it's just getting over the rotting yeah and is that better (laughs) or worse than kind of just doing all the fun creative stuff shipping it off to an assistant or an editor or or you know someone whose main thing is like the admin stuff like having you know to put no effort in on on that uh level but then getting it back and being like oh oh no this isn't what yeah. i wanted at all or like it's kind of is but there's i'm just seeing all these niggles and little yeah i mean like things. you need to fix this and that and that yeah. and it's like it feels like you're editing again after someone else edited it and it's just exactly like, and this is yeah. why i basically run thousand faces myself because <laughs> like I and I kind of hate that like egotistical part of it in a way because I'm like well part of what I want to do with this is actually like collaborate more with with people and and kind of soak in all their creative stuff and and give Mm -hmm. them work when possible um and so yeah I'd love to have like more of a team and like an editor and all this stuff but also it's it it can almost yeah not cut down the work that much that you have to do yourself because you're then yeah doing it twice as you say um and it's like well you know if if this was like my vision and something I kind of produced and put into um you know got the ball rolling on in the first place like Mm -hmm. I obviously want to see it through and and should trust my own like creative instincts and work like all the way through really and so why not like yeah for sure. So I have two final questions for you. First off, thanks so much for taking all this time. Oh, no to worries. Talk to me. Thanks for great. having me on. Um, yeah. So you've been in porn for at least five, six years now, right? Yeah. Which about is five a years. pretty long career in the span <laughs> of porn. Like you're a veteran at this point. <laughs> so wow, um, yeah. 
what do you wish that you could do in your career that you haven't so far? Like, what do you still want to accomplish? Um, I mean, I thought about this a bit already and like, Good. <laughs> I can't think, I can't think of a lot actually because I've been so lucky, like with thousand faces kind of managing to, to keep going as it has. And so managing to kind of get a lot of my like ideas that I want to see and, and be a part of like up there on screen. Um, but you know, I always wanted to perform more and, or, you know, just be mainly a performer, like even mm. before porn, when I was just an actor and, or, or like, you know, like mainstream actor, um, but also, you know, doing things like dance and music. And I just always wanted to kind of perform. And so, um, yeah, it would be great to just, yeah, get more work as a performer um, and kind of, I guess, raise my profile in that way. Um, and I'm super happy with a bunch of the the work I have managed to get as a performer and, and done already, which is is cool. Um, but yeah, you know, to to perform for some of the some more directors I love than I have already would be so great. You know, performing for Four Chambers would be like the pinnacle. I could like oh, die happy. You definitely that should. <laughs> that should definitely happen. I'm actually surprised it did not. I mean, I. I've talked to Vex a, a few times and it's kind of come up briefly, but you know, these things are that that's art. You, you never know what's what's going to yeah, happen that's... at the, I do the same thing with on the face. You've got to kind of have a bunch of so in the air at once and see what, what works out, what lines up like yeah. with everything. So you never know one day, like, yeah, I would love I, for you to do that. You can cover it in like gold or something ah, or like some yes. sort of dirt that's that survive entirely my vibe and you know thousand faces vibe that's partly yeah with <laughs> it's what inspired yeah. it and I, I remember hearing Bex on a podcast I think once talk about a film she really wants to make um if like money was no object with like where a praying mantis like eats its own eats its it eats its mate after <laughs> having sex with it of course of course and she was like, yeah, that obviously would take a pretty huge special effects budget, but I would do that. And I always thought since then, like, oh, my God, I need to like co-produce this film with four chambers. Um, and I don't know if we could quite meet the budget with our combined uh, resources. But hey, that hey, if you're listening, Vex, I will, yeah, be a praying mantis or something. And That's thund. so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I had such, I shot with them and there was like a boot licking part of the scene mm. and i'm like this is four chambers i'm gonna lick it you guys don't have to clean it so there's like this gif still going around <laughs> tumblr of me licking this no boot with all this like nice. dumb straight bullshit on it now though because they think oh. it's a straight scene it's like no it yeah. was not at all but no i don't know i kind of got sick after it but i'm like fucking oh god a hundred percent that's how cool i like it it was worth dedication it, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I'm getting sick off a scene, I want it to be this scene. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a trade-off for sure. And <laughs> I'm glad you are. <laughs> I, yeah, I like that a little bit. The... Um, total queer chaos, sort of John Waters or um, mm. early Andy Warhol shit. That's just chaos for the sake of art chaos. I just love it so much. 
Definitely. And it's such a yeah, great thing where you can capture that on film yeah. and it's not scripted or planned or like a particular setup. I mean, that's partly why I love porn because you can do all those things and make yeah. like beautiful stuff. Um, and you can also, yeah, just kind of film chaos and you can mix the two. And yeah, I love great. that shit so much. Yeah. I like the moments that make you go like, oh, <gasps> like mm. getting an audience to gasp at a festival. That's my favorite oh, yeah. thing. Also, like a Berlin crowd to gasp that really takes something. Oh, yeah, that's those impressive. people are. Yeah. And to Berlin, laugh as well. I love stuff. when you see stuff at a festival and it's funny. Um, yeah. And you kind of, especially if you feel like you probably wouldn't like laugh out loud if you're just watching it on your own. <laughs> yeah. Or even you wouldn't even think of it so much as like a comedy thing because it's so different when you're just watching porn on your own. Whereas, yeah, when it like so much stuff is, is funnier to, when there's a crowd and you know yeah, yeah there's people around you and that can be really beautiful <laughs> with yeah i think it's and... it's really made me change the way i shoot especially my more like experimental and art porn because it's like i want those crowd responses because mm-hmm. you really get them at these festivals you know yeah. and even just realizing that the music is going to be in that and like to really think about what you're having for that definitely to that vibe so I have one final question for you. This is my sure. only BuzzFeedy kind of question. Mm. Let's Go say you wake it. up tomorrow and you can magically change one thing in porn. What would it be? So I also thought about this a bit. Um, I'm glad because I'm like, the... <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, this is the one question. Yeah. <laughs> so, And the, like, I can't really get past the first thing I thought of, even though, yeah, I can probably think of like way loads more like crazy or interesting or noble things but like I've just always wanted there to be more work out there like there's just especially in the UK so little work and a very a, small to scene get as a performer and like even if like even if that just means a bunch of it is crap like because obviously a bunch <laughs> of it a bunch of it is crap already like that's going to be the same in any industry and whatever it is um but like that doesn't matter it's just that there's more there and more to choose from more to like because that's what i love as i said most is being like hired as a performer whatever kind of performance it is um and yeah it's it just was always disappointing to me kind of trying to like get into the industry yeah as i say again in inverted commas that like there was so little of an industry to get into and even across Europe like which I've been lucky enough to kind of work all over like it's just it's it's still so like I could barely call it a part-time job to be honest even though it is like a professional identity and kind of you know have to market it as such and blah 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 and you know I mean most people as soon as they hear you've done porn like you are a millionaire a, a professional like porn performer 24 7 porn star in their eyes like obviously there's no other kind so (laughs) it's which uh, i'm not saying i want that as like a reality for anyone that does porn but it's like it would be nice to yeah even be able to have it as like a semi-dependable part-time job which it just isn't uh, i don't think anywhere outside of la as you say or maybe i i I think there's a lot of people who make it a full-time job but I think they're in usually the cities that you can afford rent for cheap. Mm. Like, I feel like if I move back home, I'm from a really small town in Michigan named Holland. 
I could be a baller there right now. <laughs> like absolutely balling right now. But, you know, when you live in these expensive cities, I feel like it kind of makes it near impossible. Like yeah. I'm I'm making a living and all, but by barrier standards, unless you're literally a millionaire, you yeah, don't have and money, you do a bunch of stuff to do that right, like marketing your own work, shooting your own stuff. Yeah, it's and everything, and everything all the time. So, which yeah, is I think yeah, you can do that if if you do a bunch of everything. You, yeah, you can do it full time. You know, anywhere almost probably, but it just limits what what you what you have to prioritize, I guess. If you're yeah, if you're trying to do it full time to to make a living and it's yeah even if um yeah even if it wasn't enough for that just just to have more kind of yeah employment opportunities I guess I'd say and mm. uh, that goes for like all creative things really to be honest not just porn like I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it just as a mainstream actor either despite like the advantages I had and being in London and everything it's it's just not there just isn't enough like relative to the amount of people doing it um and important there aren't even that many people doing it yeah. on, in, on like a studio level anyway um and i think so much is just the entertainment <clears throat> industry as a whole that like to make it yeah you know even if you're making it i think people think it's a lot more glamorous than it is yeah and they they assume things like it's it, how it is in la is, is just the same anywhere because that's kind of what they've seen maybe <laughs> yeah. or heard about and you know in I feel like probably the whole of Europe but especially UK even the people that are working like the most it's nowhere near like full-time or even part-time they definitely have to cam or have only fans yeah. as well or escort or day jobs etc etc um yeah just like most jobbing actors and or directors or uh or dancers or whoever really yeah i feel like the uk porn scene reminds me a lot of the east coast of the united states there's mm, very few people you have a few very known people who live there and still occasionally make stuff there but for the most part no one really knows what's going on i'm assuming when you tell people in london you're a porn star it's oh there's porn here i don't know um i mean people think of like british porn as this big thing but i think that's only that's probably only like because they assume it's this big kink or something or like I don't know it's it's sort of I think people assume that it is yeah everywhere and that yeah it's just ubiquitous everywhere like that it's this huge mm -hmm. thing and these huge companies and just loads going on all the time and um like underground or whatever but yeah it's it's yeah there's very so much guys i guess depending on how yeah depending on your like relation to the industry and it's it's getting a, a bit more transparent i think now with the rise of kink especially in the uk or london especially like a bunch more kind of kink parties and events and socials going on um and that scene is really growing and so that's kind of going hand in hand a lot of the time with sex work and sex workers and especially on social media. And that's, that's really cool. So people are getting a lot more, I guess, educated on, on things, but it's, yeah, the industry itself isn't growing the same rate at all. Only, yeah, the amount of people kind of wanting to do it or to 
that are on OnlyFans and stuff. So, well, here's to hoping the industry yeah. keeps growing after the pandemic exactly. and it keeps getting bigger. But I had such a great time talking to you. Where can everyone find you on social media? You too. Thanks so much again for having me on. Um, so I am Marcus underscore Quillen. Uh, it's Q U I L L A N on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. And I'm also at Thousand Faces X on Twitter for my kind of studio porn project um, thing. And that's on Instagram at Thousand Faces Films. Uh, and the website is thousandfacesfilms.com, um, which yeah, has a bunch of free previews and you can sign up to the newsletter for free and stuff. So yeah, do check that out thousandfacesfilms.com um it's my baby and hopefully see your films in festivals around europe this next yeah. year <laughs> hope so i have one showing uh at cinekink actually in which oh, i think cool. is new york um, yeah it's on the lower east side which is coming up but i think it's virtual only this oh. year still um yeah but i have a bunch of at vienna as well coming up um and Shout hopefully out austria yeah, hopefully Warsaw as well in Poland. Same. One, yeah, which we'll looks see. Very hopefully cool. we're both in the Poland yeah. one. We'll see. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.